Hi there, this is Harry and welcome to my podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language so that you can communicate in a better way with your friends, your colleagues, your family, business associates, whoever it might be. We look at the grammar, we look at phrasal verbs, idiomatic expressions, generally help you where we feel there are some weaknesses. As always, if you want to contact me, I'll give you my details at the end of the podcast. And if you think there's somebody out there that will benefit from my podcast, well, why don't you give them the details and invite them along? So what are we going to talk to you about in this particular podcast? Well, uh, as always, we've got some interesting things to, to look at. And I'm now going to talk about idioms about communication. Okay, so English is all about communication. So these are idioms about communication. As always, I'm going to give them to you one by one, then I'll go through them and give you some examples. And hopefully at the end, you'll be able, if not to remember all of them, perhaps a few of them that you can try and use in practice. Okay, here goes. To hear it from the grapevine. To let the cat out of the bag. From the horse's mouth or straight from the horse's mouth. To be in the loop and the opposite out of the loop. Beat about the bush. Play devil's advocate. Bite one's tongue. Butter someone up. Call someone's bluff. And finally, put it in a nutshell. Okay, so they're idioms about communication. As I said, English is all about communication, and in our communication, we use idioms quite a lot. So let me try and give you an explanation. Let's look at the first one. To be heard on the grapevine, or to hear it from the grapevine. The grapevine is usually the best place in an office to get information. The local gossip, what's happening, who's having a relationship with who, what the boss is doing, what's going to happen in the, the business, all of the, the office-style gossip and talk. So when you hear something on the grapevine, you don't hear it directly from the boss or from somebody else, but these are whispers that go around like grapes on the vine. Okay, So they, they go from person to person, from office to office, from floor to floor, so eventually everybody in the building hears the same thing, okay? And uh, so the the whispers and the rumors are no longer whispers and rumors because everybody knows about them, so there's no chance of anything being a secret. So if somebody asks you, where did you get that information from? Ah, I heard it on the grapevine, you know, means somebody told somebody who told you, or you told somebody who told somebody else, and that's how the story gets around. And if you want to find anything out in an office, you just have to keep your ear to the ground, listen to the office gossip, and you'll hear it on the grapevine. Now, unfortunately, because of pandemics and other things, the office grapevine has disappeared a little bit, and perhaps the grapevine now has been replaced by the, the Zoom line or the WhatsApp line, whatever it might be. So to hear something on or from the grapevine is to hear whispers and rumours that have been passed from one person to another. Next, to let the cat out of the bag. Well, when we let the cat out of the bag, there's usually a lot of noise and running around. If you can imagine literally taking your cat and putting him in a bag and tying the bag up, it isn't going to be happy. yeah. And when you let the cat out of the bag, 
everybody is going to know about it. So when we use this expression to let the cat out of the bag, it means you had some sort of a secret. You weren't supposed to tell anybody, but accidentally or deliberately, you let the information out. And then, of course, there's some problem because, oops, you let the cat out of the bag and now everybody knows about it. So perhaps you were planning a secret party or, or had some surprise and you weren't supposed to tell your friend and then uh, inadvertently or deliberately you dropped him a little hint to say, well, actually, don't do anything on Friday or don't do anything on Saturday. And then he says, why? What's happening? And then the cat is out of the bag because he now knows that something is going to happen and the surprise party that you had planned is not going to be a surprise party any longer to let the cat out of the bag to hear something straight from the horse's mouth okay so when we hear something straight from the horse's mouth it means it's not second or third hand information so where did you hear that ah oh, straight from the horse's mouth the boss told me last night when we were having a beer in the bar okay or how did you get that information oh straight from the horse's mouth our daughter told us Last night, did you not hear her? She, she, she told us what she's going to do. He said, oh, I mustn't have been listening. So straight from the horse's mouth means that you get it firsthand so there can be no dispute, no argument that what was meant or what was heard or what was possibly heard, it's straight from the horse's mouth. Therefore, it's the fact, okay? So when something comes straight from the horse's mouth, it usually means we can believe it and accept it because it's firsthand. Whereas, I've, whereas if something comes to us secondhand or even thirdhand, then somebody may have embellished the story, added something to it. And by the time we get to hear about it, well, of course, what started out to be a horse turns out to be a camel. Yeah. So straight from the horse's mouth, the facts, and you can't dispute them. Okay, to be in the loop and the opposite, out of the loop. Well, when you're in the loop, like a circle is a loop, when you're in the loop, it means you're included in the conversation, you're included in the emails, you're included in the chit-chat or the, the, the gossip, okay? So, and when you're out of the loop, it means the loop is broken and you're not included and you don't get to hear what everybody else hears. So often you hear people using this expression. Okay, well, look, you don't need to invite me to every meeting, but keep me in the loop, meaning CC me with emails so I know what's going on, okay? Or I like to be kept in the loop, means I like to know what's happening. I like to know what's going on. Why didn't I hear about this? Who kept me out of the loop? So did somebody deliberately decide not to include you? So to be in the loop, or out of the loop, in the loop, kept up to date and kept informed, out of the loop, deliberately or accidentally, you're no longer a subject or party to the conversations that are taking place. To beat about the bush. Okay, now to, when we talk about communication, some people like their friends or their colleagues or whoever they're talking to, to talk straight means just tell me the facts. Is it this or is it that? What's happening? So they want you to talk to them straight. Some people just cannot talk straight because either they don't know the words to use or they're a little bit shy or they don't like to deliver bad messages. So those people, when they fail to give a direct message, they go round and round in circles 
until eventually they get to the point. And this is what we talk about beating about the bush. Okay, so don't beat about the bush. Just give me the facts. That's what people like to hear. So you go into the boss and he says, well, look, I'm, I've got some bad news for you. You know, you've worked here a long time and, you know, things in the business haven't been going so well. And, well, you know, these things. And you say, OK, look, just get to the point what you're trying to say. You know, have I got a job or have I not got a job? Well, yeah, you know, so the boss doesn't want to deliver the bad message. So he's beating about the bush where you have understood exactly what it means and you would prefer him to get straight to the point. OK, so when we beat about the bush, we either cannot get straight to the point, we have difficulty getting straight to the point, or we don't like getting straight to the point because we don't like giving a bad message. So we're inclined to talk about different things and get sidetracked at just to the extent that somebody doesn't really know what we're trying to say. So that is to beat about the bush. So not a great way to communicate. I like straight talkers. I like people to say, it's good, it's bad, it's this, it's that, without going on and on and on. Okay, next, to play devil's advocate. So when we play devil's advocate, what we try to do is present the opposite or the, the bad case or the, the negative side of something. So, for example, your son or daughter comes up with a suggestion as to what they would like to do when they leave school. They would like to go to a university in another city or another town. They would like to get an apartment with a couple of classmates and, you know, just break away from home for a while. And you, a little bit shocked or surprised, you want to try and tell her or him or her the negative aspects of that particular plan but you don't want to burst her bubble completely so you play devil's advocate you say well let me play devil's advocate for a moment just supposing that these other two or three friends don't want to share an apartment what are you going to do then or supposing these courses are not available in in that particular city where will you go? So you're putting forward some negatives. You're playing devil's advocate to present the opposite side of the coin. Okay, so the son or daughter only sees the rosy side, only sees the good points. You're trying to bring a bit of balance to the situation by giving them a little bit of insight into what could go wrong or what might go wrong. Okay, so when you play devil's advocate, and an advocate is usually a lawyer or a solicitor, you're presenting the alternative view, the alternative opinion. So you'll often hear the expression, okay, let's just play devil's advocate for the moment, meaning let me present the other side, the what if scenario. What if what you're planning doesn't happen? What if the customer doesn't want this? What if, what if, what if, what if? Okay, so to play devil's advocate. Next, to bite one's tongue. When you bite your tongue, well, it can be very painful, and uh, I've done it many times when you're not paying attention or whatever, and you just bite your tongue, and, mm, mm, very painful. So when we bite one's tongue, metaphorically, it means that we stop ourselves from saying something or stop ourselves interrupting or stop ourselves making a comment that we might normally do. And literally, I have to do this a lot because I like to speak my mind, and some people don't like to listen to me speaking my mind, so I spend a lot of time biting my tongue, okay? So 
could be a situation where your son or daughter again are saying something and you you really know that this is not going to work out. It's not such a good plan, but you don't want to be seen as Mr. Negative. You, you don't want to pour cold water on the dreams. So you bite your tongue and say nothing. Go, mm, 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 mm. And your son or daughter says, well, what do you think, Dad? Mm, no, 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 that's okay. That's what you want. And you, you know, really want to say something. You really want to uh, add your opinion. But your wife is looking at you thinking, don't, don't, don't say it. So you bite your tongue. You stop yourself saying something until perhaps son or daughter has thought it over a bit and realize, yeah, perhaps it's not such a good plan. So when we bite our tongue, we either don't want to upset somebody we don't want to disappoint them, we don't want to be seen as negative, we don't want to interrupt them, or even perhaps we don't want to criticise. It could be our boss, it could be somebody a little bit higher up in the organisation than we are, and if we say something, it might not be good for our careers. So just sit there, smile nicely, and bite your tongue. Next, to butter someone up, and this is Butter, the butter, B-U-T-T-E-R, okay? When you butter someone up, you pay a lot of compliments to them. You uh, say nice things, you help them, you compliment them on the way they're dressed, or you tell them what a good job they've done, and then they sense that there's something wrong. They say, okay, what do you want? No, no, me, I don't want it. Oh, come on, come on, you are buttering me up for something, well, yeah, I just was wondering, is it possible to have those couple of days next week off? Remember, I mentioned them to you a couple of weeks ago. Well, I'd really like to, to get away and blah, 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 blah. So to butter someone up is to be overly nice to them or nice to them in a way that you're not normally nice to them so that they will perhaps agree to whatever plan or whatever request that you have to butter someone up. So you say nice things, you presented in a nice way and the hope that they will be in a good mood and you'll get what you want to butter someone up. Next is to call someone's bluff. Well a bluff is like a a promise or a, a demand or a statement that you're going to do something but you might not carry it through. Okay so when you call someone's bluff you dare them to to do what they said they would do. So Let me give you an example. One of your employees has been acting a little strangely recently and they have uh, been missing for the odd lunchtime and you get a sense that they may be uh, going for other interviews for another job. And then, of course, the day comes about uh, a week later or two weeks later and this employee asks, can he speak to you? And you say, yes, of course. And he says, well, look, I've got this wonderful job offer and um you know they've they've given me great opportunity and the the salary is really really good but I'm not so sure I want to go so I'm giving you the opportunity to meet the salary that they've offered and on that basis I'd be quite happy to stay and you look at them and think hmm that's interesting a bit of blackmail here so you might decide to call their bluff so they've indicated that they might go if you don't do something. So you call the bluff and say, okay, well, look, I understand. And if you need to go, then you have to go. If you want to go and develop your career, 
yeah, I can understand. You've worked here for a while. We'd be sorry to lose you, but, yeah. So you call that bluff by saying, I'm sorry, I can't give you any uh, more salary. You know, that's, if you go, you go. If you stay, that's great. Okay, so you call their bluff, meaning they bluffed you by pretending or indicating that they would stay if you met the salary demands, but they would go if you don't, so you call their bluff. It comes from those of you who know the game of poker, when you don't have a very good hand from poker, but you bluff your way through the game, so you make other people believe that you have a better hand than you actually do, so you keep raising the stakes in the hope that other people will fold and you might get away and win it yeah so but then somebody in the game is going to call your bluff and say okay let me see your hand and when you show them your hand you've only got one pair or something ridiculous and you lose the plot so when somebody calls your bluff you better have a good hand of cards otherwise you're going to lose out okay so to call someone's bluff and then finally to put it in a nutshell Okay, well, nutshells are usually very small, okay? And when we put something in a nutshell, we say it very succinctly, very quickly, very neatly. We don't go on and on and on. We're very compact about it all, and we present it like that. And you say, yeah, okay, well, look, that's it in a nutshell, meaning that's it. I can't say any more. I won't say any less, but that's the situation, okay? So when we tell somebody or some people the situation perhaps in a in a business meeting you've lost a client client isn't happy he's going to move his account and you're going to lose x amount of revenue and the boss said well is that all he said no no that's it in a nutshell that's he's unhappy he's not going to change his mind he's going to close his account and that's it it's in a nutshell, nothing else I can say. So when something is very precise, very specific, very compact, and you don't go on and on and on, you can say, yeah, that's it, it's, that's it in a nutshell. Okay, so idioms about communication. Let me just repeat them to you one more time. To hear it on the grapevine or from the grapevine, that means whispers. Let the cat out of the bag, some secret that you weren't supposed to, to disclose to other people. Straight from the horse's mouth, directly from the source of the information. To be kept in the loop, meaning to be kept informed, or out of the loop, not to be informed. To beat about the bush means to take forever to get to the point. To play devil's advocate, to present the opposite opinion that probably might be seen as being negative. To bite one's tongue, meaning to stop yourself or prevent yourself from saying something you might normally say. To butter someone up, to, as we say, plum arse them or to, to uh, say how nice they are just to try and get something from them. To call someone's bluff means to look to see the hand in a game of poker just to see are they actually bluffing or are they telling the truth. And then finally, to put it in a nutshell, meaning to make something compact, you know, not to go on and on and on about it. Okay, so there are idioms about communication, and as always, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you get some use from them and to, to practice them. And if you want to contact me, well, of course, you can do so on www.englishlessonviaskype.com 
Very, very happy to hear from you. If any of you or your friends or family members want lessons on a one-to-one -one basis, we have lots and lots of teachers. It won't always be me that can, can help you, but we've got lots and lots of qualified teachers, only too happy to give you lessons in small groups for children or on a one-to-one -one basis. So you just need to contact me and we'll get everything organized. As always, thanks for listening. Join me again soon.